0: Are you superstitious? Antoine and Shaley might not be because they decided to make their closing day for their very first home purchase on Friday the 13th. Well, maybe they should be superstitious because things didn't go right for them. Lost wallets, bad luck, and a haunted U-Haul. These are just some of the things they had to deal with on what was supposed to be one of the most exciting days of their lives. Let's hear this spooky tale. Hey, okay, everybody. Uh, it's interview time. Uh, I have this cool new program that does a countdown. So I just freaked out Antoine and Shaley, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> they are, I mean, we're talking brand spanking new, like just the last couple months. The closed July, July, or January 13th. You closed on the house, right?
1: Yep. So
0: two months coming up Friday Not the even. 13th. Yeah, it was Friday the 13th,
1: too. You so. closed on Friday the 13th? Yeah. And trust falling yeah. down? day. We had bad luck that day. Really bad luck
0: that day. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, we'll get, it, we'll get into that story because I'm sure our listeners can learn from whatever happened on closing day. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Let's start with your big tips. People are here to look because they're sick and tired of listening to me. You tell people, uh, you just did it. What can they do to be like you? Uh,
1: my best, my biggest tip is everybody's an expert. Everybody's going to tell you why you shouldn't do it, why you should do it, what you need. But when it really boils down is, is crunch your own numbers, do your own research, listen to the podcast, get as much information as you can. And then from there, just trust your gut. If you're with a partner, talk to your partner, communicate everything because It was. It felt like a lot of people were trying to scare us out of it for so many reasons, but then I'd get right back on the podcast and at the end of every episode, you can do it. And I'm like, why is everybody trying to freak me out about this? And David's across the country saying I can do it. So, you know, we we did it. We put our heads together. We looked at the money or the finances from like every single line item. And we realized that, like, you know, we're just going to do our thing. We're not going to listen to what everybody else is, all the other experts that want to tell you what's, how to buy a home. And you know, we've, we followed our plan and it worked
0: out. I love it. I love it. The, the math, the math is not sexy. You know what I mean? That's the hard part. It's not like, oh, Ooh. Okay. So I can get a range Rover for 80,000. This guy's selling it for 60,000. Yeah, That's easy. But what's not easy is to go, uh, okay, look, you guys pay this much in rent. So if Mm -hmm. you just spend a little bit more exponential over the years, your tax benefits, as well as your appreciation is going to do better for you. That's just not like, where were you guys, where were you guys renting? Were you renting someplace expensive for the area or kind of where are you at?
2: To be honest, I feel like we were in a place priced pretty reasonable for the area. Granted in the last year or so, it's definitely gone up and it would have been even more if it would have stayed.
1: They were under new management. So we had made friends with the last managers, really cool people. And they were for the first two years, they were able to give us minimal um increase in rent. But then new management came in and they were not playing. And this was right around the time in the pandemic. So they were taking things away like the community pool and the gym, but then they were increasing the rent and I'm like and it it just didn't seem fair. But as far as the community in the area, it was a great area, it was a
0: reasonable price but we knew that that was start about to change. And this was in the Atlanta area, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. You guys, I know where you are. I'm not going to give you your address, but I know the city that you live <laughs> in, in, in Atlanta. Yeah. I was there for four months in 1996 for the Olympics, but that is a cute little area. Y'all are in like, in like, I mean, you're not in the city. You're like Northeast, but you're yeah. in the suburbs. What's yeah. going down?
1: Nothing, and that's okay with us. We cool. It's enough going on in Atlanta that out here, nothing going on is perfectly fine. When we want something to go on, we know where to go.
0: Yeah, you take that fabulous train, boy. And, and, uh, which one is that? Is that? that No, Bart's in San Francisco. What's yours called? Marta. Marta. That's what it is. Marta. That's right. It's been a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you guys got, I mean incredible so you you knew your rent was going up that's something i'm hearing from a lot of people understanding yeah. and not listening to uh you didn't say it but i'll say it the haters
1: the haters sayers
0: yeah you know the the buy haters and the lease uh-huh. it, it's it's rough because so many people have such an idea and they just remember 2008 and that's a completely yeah. different story than where we're at right now so I went back and looked at you guys reaching out to me and we don't have to name any names or anything, but tell me when you guys reached out to me, what was going down with, with your search for the right support team. You
1: remember? We had a few, we had a few people in mind. Some of which, some of which may have been
0: related.
1: Yeah. and (laughs) So, so, and I know you can attest that it's so difficult to, to, you know, just to let that person know that this is our first time, this is kind of your first time. I don't think that we should, you know, it, just, it was really hard to to say that, make that conversation, but in going through different realtors and then finally finding the unicorn, it was blatantly obvious that, you know, just what they offered, what they provided and what was different about the unicorn and, you know, no offense to any other realtor that we talked with, but it was just a, it was a huge difference on what they were willing to do for us and even how they were willing to talk to us and explain things. And that was really big for me. I asked tons of questions. So I want to, I wanted to be confident that the answer I got was either a, an answer I was going to understand or an accurate answer or both. So,
0: yeah, I think that, that, cause I, I know the team real well uh the, the the unicorns that you worked with down in Atlanta um yeah, they're phenomenal we were just hanging out uh actually they came out uh, Noel and Brad came out to the west coast um yeah. so that was really cool uh and I'm heading to their part of town pretty soon cool. um i got to tell you it's it's being able to answer the questions and being able to have the answers and then understanding that you're going to have a million yeah so sure. okay so then uh, what, what was it that led you to think, you know, cause you had other realtors from coworkers and friends and family. Did, did, were you going through something feeling like I'm not being served or were you doing research and just heard me babbling at you?
1: I think it was that. Cause even like, even talking to him, we felt really good about all the options that all the people we talked to, they were very comforting. They They said they were going to walk us through it. And we felt really good about all the options we had, and I kind of just went out, went out on a limb. Didn't, ex- of course, and everybody says this. Didn't expect you to respond. Yep. Um, got a quick response. It was like, check these people out. And I said, let's just let's just see what they have to say. And and you were very reluctant. You wanted to go with who you wanted to go with. Yeah. You were good to go. And I said, let's just let's just poke our poke our head in or give them a phone call. And the bank team was like, no, stop by the office. We want to meet you. We want to shake your hand and give you a hug. And immediately from there, I think. You were the one that was won, won over because, you know, I was, I'm just going to, you know, happy wife. Happy <laughs> wife. I feel I, I, you. I, she tells me to go, but she walked out of that office like, okay, I, I get it now. I see I see the difference. I see what you mean. This is this is a huge step for us and it needs to be handled with care or at least to, to us, make us feel like it's handled with care in it. and it very, it very well. Well,
2: I'm choose. just like super educational, but also like personable, like felt like family from
0: the jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I warned people, there's a lot of great Instagram realtors out there and you meet them at the open house and they might be your best friend, but what happens when Antoine starts asking all those questions, <laughs> you know? And, and, and so that's the, the difficulty of the combination um, is finding, is finding those people out there who have, for lack of a better word, the bedside manner, but mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Yep. That's why there's three million licensed real estate agents and only about 250 unicorns. It's not easy, you know. So that's awesome.
1: Like they put in a lot of work. I could even attest. to, I would imagine all the things they do to do for us. It can't be easy to you know. And they're serving other clients. It makes me wonder, like, how in the world can you devote this? I mean, granted, it's a team effort. It's you know, the banks had a team of people, but yes. still, it seemed like they went above and beyond.
0: You know, the way it's, it's two ways to grow your business. You put all your stuff out on the billboards, you do advertising at the grocery store and you get everybody to call and then you sell their houses and then you give them good service, but you don't necessarily give them love. Mm -hmm. And then when it's done, you have to go get another person to buy or sell a house. The way that we grow our businesses is you get all that love, all that attention, and maybe we break even with you, you know what I mean? It's like, not a it, there was a lot of time and effort and energy, but guess what? Next time you're thinking about, your friends have a question. You you know, in, it, that's the other thing. The banks team and I always talk about, this is great, in five years, we're gonna have all these people that are ready to move out and move up, <laughs> you know? And so it's just, it's long-term thinking. Okay, uh, I could talk about the business of real estate all day long, but that's not what people wanna know about you, from you guys. Tell us about the process or, you know what? Let's go right to the end. Give me the dirt, spill the tea, give me the juice. What happened on the last day on Friday the 13th? All right. We'll start at the beginning of the morning. Um, We went
1: and got the U-Haul. Our our movers first, right? The movers showed up easily and we planned this day. We try to plan it down to the T and I was like, let's make sure we're done moving hours before we need to be at the closing so we can change, freshen up, whatever. Movers show up, what, three hours late?
2: About two and a half hours. Two and a half
1: hours late. So we're out there sweating, moving things for them, paying them to do it, but they weren't there. They showed up smelling like a Snoop Dogg concert, if you know what I mean. Oh, no, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, real strong. And and the, the first thought is, these are the people handling all of my precious items. So I, so I'm on edge because they're three hours, they're two and a half hours late. I'm like a, like a hawk, just making sure everything is right. And it, you know, you get what you pay for And I tried to do the, go the cheap, well, I didn't try to go the cheap route, but we didn't want to spend, you know, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that happened, and then we're flying down the road trying to make it to now we're late to our closing. I'm in this big old U-Haul. We had to call Noel and say hey, I'm called I'm telling tell you no, know, and I've been trying my best to be thorough through this whole thing because you know I just want to make I want them, I want people to treat me professionally, so I need to make sure I'm reciprocating. And I'm like, Noel, I'm so sorry, and I know this is like the biggest day of my life and the hugest decision, and I need to be there but I ain't going to be there <laughs> just yet. <laughs> Shaylee shows up. I take the U-Haul to, I don't even, I parked it in a parking lot. Shaylee shows up and she's like, okay, I'm ready. Shaylee didn't have her wallet. So Shaley didn't have her ID. So where is it at? We have no idea. Cause we've been running around trying to make sure. I mean, and I'm on the phone like, Shaylee, you you do realize we're like almost in a way, signing our life away. Of course you need your ID. Where your ID at? So we found her ID. Her best friend had it in, in their back seat or something because they she, helped us move. She No,
2: she was at our apartment and I was like, This is what it looks like. Oh. It should be here. She's like, Okay, let me go back. Nope, it's not there. Are you sure? Is it this one? She FaceTimes me. Is it this one? No, that's not it. Uh, so then I'm panicking. I'm like, Is it in a box? Is it in my bag? Like, can I just not? And oh, our man, car I Like, like is full of just stuff. And then finally she finds it. She's like, I'll drive to you. Well, you know, at, well, I don't know if you know, but Atlanta what? traffic can be terrible oh me. it's nuts
0: like, it's me. not not to mention it's i have all. to figure out which street is Peachtree drive Peachtree <laughs> lane peach tree <laughs> avenue
2: uh-huh. <laughs> so she finally got it there just in the nick of time and they were but noelle was so cool about it she's like, don't even worry about it i panicked it was like noelle i'm so sorry i don't even have my id she's like it's okay come on in we're just gonna sign some stuff it's gonna be fine yeah
1: it was and it was a, it was a good day i would say that it ended very well but there was one thing at the end we parked the U-Haul under like a tree, and it's in the winter, so there's no leaves, and so the branches are really skinny. Didn't even realize it. And as we're moving things out of the U-Haul, all we hear is, <laughs> and everybody freezes, like, Yo, what is in our truck? It's even, and then we, we're taking bets, all of our friends, like, it's a it's raccoon, cat. a cat, yeah. or a. We didn't know. And, and then the whole time we're, now we're panicking, like afraid to pull boxes out because we don't know what's back there. And it's just the outside. The wind is blowing on the and bl- brushing the um, branches against the roof of the truck. And I mean,
0: it was it was quite a day. <laughs> it was quite a day. Oh, my gosh. OK, so moral of the story is, was that your last day in the place on the closing day of, of like your <laughs> rental? Or no, you, we did or plan you, extra days just in case. But you still but decided to do the movers on the same day as the closing?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we didn't know if we could get into the house or leave. We didn't know what to do with stuff before it went to the house. So that was the...
0: Okay. You know, that out. <laughs> it's a good lesson, everybody. Uh, a couple days after. Yeah. Uh, whatever. The first couple, I tell people all the time, the first couple days... Uh, just go have a slumber party no furniture yeah. bring yeah. over your plates and the, the stuff you don't want the movers to handle anyway just mm-hmm. bring that over in no. little boxes and i talked to a couple guys up in uh gosh they were in california somewhere and that's what they did they they okay, had I a that yeah remember yeah uh, and they like they yeah,
1: had a- talked about that and i'm like huh? why why sleep on the floor why not just bring everything on the day of and now i see why not
0: no, I now you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, throughout the process, then when had you guys been thinking about it? Was it that bad? New management company that made you think about it, or were you both the kind of people that you know five years ago were like, we're gonna get a house someday? When did this like come into your brain?
2: I think so. We got married last May, and I think that that was definitely we we're like, okay, let's get married. We'll start kind of looking for a house, but I don't think we like. Got in touch with Brad and Noel till, was that right after the wedding?
1: Yeah. Because we didn't, we didn't, we knew it was, we knew it was something that needed to happen at least within the next few years, one or two years. Even when we signed our last lease that we had to break about halfway through, we were kind of just juggling the idea, but we just didn't feel prepared enough. And I think it was signing that last, that final year's lease that made me say, okay, I won't buy the next time. The lease is time to do. I want to be into a house or really, really close to being into the house. And that was a goal for me. I didn't really I didn't know if I was going to hit it or not, but I knew that I needed to start learning. So the podcast came into play. Um, You know, you got married in
0: May and you hit me up July
1: 7th. Yeah, I I knew that. And that's when our, our lease renewed on in July. Yeah. yeah. So I knew that I was like, it's it's gonna be time because I looking into the future, I can tell which direction this is going and the the apartment is isn't getting
0: maintained. We we're outgrowing it. We yeah. knew we
2: wanted to like grow our family. So it just it was definitely time. It was definitely
0: time. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot uh with a little math. Um you don't have to you don't have to give us like, you know, your your personal financial situation, but were you coming in with 20% down?
1: Nah, nah. All right. Combined, possibly, but nah. We twenty. Once I realized it wasn't the goal, then I didn't wear. I was like, I ain't gonna okay. wear. But yeah, no. Nah.
0: Okay, and you're and you're not buying a hundred thousand dollar house. This is Atlanta. This is like threes and fours, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So then, people freak out about breaking their lease. You just nonchalantly said we broke our lease halfway through. Tell me about breaking the lease. did you have consternation about it? Were you concerned? Or once you got, how did that whole process go that you said, we're going to break the lease and we're going to move in?
1: Um, I did at the beginning. Once I signed that last lease, I started doing the math. I'm like, at what month would it, no longer be worth it to go month by month because it's much more expensive. So how many months would I break even whether I would have did month by month and been able to leave without a fee or paid my normal rent and had to pay the fee to leave. And it was right around the end of winter no, or beginning of winter, November and December. So, And we moved out in January. So it was right around that time. And that's, that that made me so happy because I was like, we're right in the middle of it didn't matter either way. If we would have met, went month by month, we would have still paid the same amount. And I knew that when we found the house and we were ready to get out, like she said, we outgrew it. So I didn't have any kind of restraint, did you? About mm-hmm. paying the extra rent to get out of there.
2: No, but I also put all of my trust in you. That's true. <laughs> the <yeah>. whole process.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. You put you put the trust in your in your partner. I've talked in other podcasts. Partners have different strengths you know, and you bring different things to the table. And then you come to me and then I will tell you, I do not know everything. I just know a lot more than a lot of the younger realtors. But the main thing I know is there's somebody a lot smarter about Atlanta than me. And then you get the bank's team and even them, it's not a one person show. It's a whole bunch of people helping you throughout the process. The thing that is gonna be interesting about this is we look back on this in years, you're gonna understand I just did a podcast that dropped about urgent bidding wars that are happening right now. If you had stuck it out because you're like, I don't want to pay the rent, we'll just go till next July, your property would be more expensive and you would have had more competition by buying and by buying. When, so what did you guys write an offer before Christmas and closed? So you must have written the offer around December, like 13th, right? 30 days. Yeah. Well, it was
2: actually the beginning of December because it was the sellers that needed extra time. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. We were flexible because we were in, in that. And that was another thing, listening to the podcast, thinking about all the things that I can uh, leverage. And that flexibility was a great leverage because, I mean, I was throwing everything I could do to nowhere. I was like, we can wait till then and we'll do this and because, you know, we wanted to get out of that apartment. But, um, yep. That's what well, was. you look
0: at you look at what you guys went through on moving day on Friday the 13th. What's yeah. the biggest thing you can offer somebody else who might have another moving day? Time. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. offer the sellers time. What they're if they're in Canada. So they're oh, going yeah?
1: Of, yeah, they went out of the country. So I would imagine it's a lot harder from Atlanta to Canada.
0: Wow, yeah. yeah. They had a lot to figure out. So, you know, if you're in a situation where it's a multiple, multiple offer situation and you're offering time, uh. That's incredible. How how did the uh, the loan process go for you guys? People always are asking me about that. Do you was there anything that was you thought was going to be scary that wasn't that scary, or anything you didn't know about? You know, stuff that people can learn from.
1: Yeah, we had a, um, a very unique situation with my state employee's credit union from back home, but it was it was a scary thought knowing that I had to, I wanted to reach out to different people and I knew they were you know selling me a product. So I didn't want to get sold on anything. So I trusted Noel to you know, put me in touch with the right people. And I explained to them the loan products that my credit union offered. And they they gave me their honest feedback. They said, this sounds really good. Make sure you read every line of detail so there's not something that pops up in the end. And I talked to two uh, loan brokers, I believe, and they both said the same, t- same thing. They told me what they offered and they told me what they thought about our, the, our product that we had already kind of had. And luckily... That product is a good product because my family, my dad, my grandma, like for decades have been using that first time homeowner um, program that they have. So I trusted it. But it is one of those things, just like they said, you know, keep your eye on um, everything that's going on, whether it be interest rate or being able to refinance and just make sure you're, I guess, uh, proactive about those things. because. and, but, it, but again, they get the, the honesty is what really sold me. Like they, it wasn't like a, come on with us and we can make this happen for you. They was saying, here's what we have to offer. This is how you can benefit from it. And compared to what you have, this is, you know, this, these are apples and apples, what we can do, what they can do. And they, you know, they were honest. And I, I, I so appreciated that because I thought I was going to go into like a car dealership of loans, you know,
0: that's huge. You know, it's, it took me years. And that, and my guy out here does that for me now too. And I remember the first time he did it for me, you know, I've been in the business 10 years and I was like, well, what? I was like, (laughs) okay, I like this guy because that's how I am. You know, I've, I've told people you shouldn't buy a house. I've told people you shouldn't sell this house. And because when you work this way, where long-term we're looking at everyone's best interests. That's awesome. So your unicorn sent you to other unicorns and the unicorn said, "Lender said to you, the, you got a better deal with yeah, the family thing.
1: That's a uh, sexy deal was the quote that, I, that was told to me. Really? <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm sticking with this one. Yeah. But it was a zero of no down payment and no PTI. PMI. No PMI. PMI. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh,
0: wow. Without yeah. being, without being a veteran
1: right it's, it's it's almost the same perks as a veteran but because you're an employee of um a school or a state you know hospital or something like that so
0: oh yeah hometown heroes yeah 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 that's it's it's in the reason I don't talk about it on the podcast it's only in some places and not in others
1: right it was very so. that's what they told me it was a very unique when they would look at it was like I've never seen anything like this it yep. was so, I know it's very unique to you know our region and where we, where
0: we we're from. So your family's been a part of that credit union? Years, decades. That's incredible. Well, that's a really good tip. Uh, you know, the the last couple episodes have been really heartwarming for me because the uh, the people were the first people to buy a home. Uh, so did did you you guys, did you have family emotional support or emotional and financial? What do you think?
1: Um,
0: I don't think we relied on it.
1: No, like they didn't I, give you I, money for a
0: down payment or anything. You guys did this all on your own.
1: Yeah, this is all us. And my, my dad has a has a way of of sharing information and teaching. So sometimes it's better to just you know research on your own as opposed to sit sit down for forty five minutes about one topic. So um, you know, I tried to. We didn't really reach out for help because. Well, especially at first we weren't, we didn't know how serious we were or how far along we were. And then once we got the banks team, I didn't feel like we, we didn't really need much more, many more people than than the team. Yeah. But they were, they were available. And I, t- I, I told you this when we were starting to get um, nervous about how things would work out, how it would end, and if we were going to be financial ready, I said, we both have you know, our families to fall back on if, you know, Lord forbid anything happens and that helped you build your confidence and, you know, knock on wood, but luckily we, you know, they've, we've just, they've just brought us gifts and, you know, appliances. So that's been great for us. And by the way, thank you so much. We're movie, we're uh, movie buffs. So that gift was
0: perfect. Oh, cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like, I like to, for, for the people who go through, the process from the podcast with me. Uh, if we find out about what's going on, we like to give them a little movie time because yeah. uh, I don't want your butt going out to the movies and spending money out at dinner and all that because <laughs> you all got a mortgage to pay for. So buckle down for a little bit. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, and, uh, you know, my my pops is retired too. And, um, uh, oh, he listens to the podcast. Damn Ooh. it. Uh-oh. Uh oh! I'm gonna get a long phone call about this one. Yeah, yeah. He's retired, so boy, he's got a lot to talk about when we chat. Same, um, same. That's kind of that's why I like the podcast. Because if I'm starting to turn into my dad, you can just hit that little double speed button. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice, right? <laughs> oh, um okay so we kind of touched is is there anything else about the home buying process anything that you learned whether it's like the difference between shopping online and driving around were there any and was there was there anything that like when your friend says bes, besides you saying listen to how to buy a home mm-hmm. what what else are the other things that that have come up that throughout the process that you thought was an interesting part of buying a house I think for me
2: it was just patience we had looked and there were several times where I just I gave up it was like I'm tired of looking we're not gonna find anything nothing that we both like in an area that we both like that works for us and then every now and then I would just hop on the app and I would look and then one day I was like oh my gosh wait th- this could be it so he came home from school and I was like hey do you mind before I leave for work can we just like look at it together he was like wow I love it too and real close to your job like that's what we really wanted and so we were gonna look at it that Sunday and then we reached out to Brad and Noel. and they're like let's try and push it sooner. We really
1: we have to jump on it fast and pull the trigger. That's one thing I learned like you know it's it's tough because it's pulling on your heart because you want to I want to take my time sleep on it talk on it ask friends but you know and unfortunately in this particular market you gotta if you got to be ready to go.
2: So yeah we took one step in that house and then it was like Okay, let's do it. Let's put offer in, and then it was,
0: yeah. (laughs) So now, see that's the interest that so amazing and interesting to me that because you had that relationship with them where you had the experience of talking to other realtors, and like you said, there was nothing wrong, but there was just a different level when you talked to the bank's team—more thorough, uh, you know, different follow-up. Then they gave you some lenders, and the lenders were honest and said, Mm -hmm. you get a better deal over there. So when you get to that point where they say, you can't wait till Sunday, we need to go now, you didn't feel like they were trying to pressure you so that they could get a paycheck. They were just explaining how the market works.
1: And we had seen it too from other homes that we loved. We would look on Friday, on Sunday, they were already under contract or something like that. We knew, we knew that if we waited, we trusted them and we knew that, and this was a beautiful home and it was a good area, good catch. So she, so it was, this was quicker than our normal turnarounds that we saw when we were looking at them. And she told us, she said, you need to put it in by tomorrow.
0: See, now that's good. You, you guys paid attention. Mm -hmm. And so did you, did you catch that on a weekday? It was a Friday. Oh no, you well, caught on, a Wednesday. on a Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and she said let's go see it and when did you see it? Fra- was that Friday? Yeah. Friday.
2: I think it was Friday before I went to work. Yep.
0: Yep. We hurry up and try to hurry and get into it. Did you get mm-hmm. the off did you get the offer in before the weekend? Oh, oh yeah, oh, we yeah. were
2: accepted by Monday morning is when he called me. <laughs>
0: yeah. See now, okay. So everybody who wants to just listen for hacks and go out and do this on your own. First of all, good luck to you. Yeah. Um <laughs> nah,
1: there's no but,
0: but second of all, that's a that's a trick we use. When we have great clients and we're trying to get them something and we see something on Wednesday, we will change our day. Yeah. Can you get there Friday? You get there Friday before work. Cool. Move a meeting around for us. We meet you. We check it out because we know if we can get that offer in before the onslaught of yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Exactly, we're first ones in. We look most attractive. That's, that's exactly what great. she did.
1: Yep, and that's what she did. She put it in, and, for, and like four other offers came in behind it. And Sunday night it was kind of a back and forth, and then Monday morning accepted. It was, oh, it just felt like it was so fast. I mean, but they, that, I think that's because they work so efficiently. They, they put, they put the um, the right words into the, the lender or the seller's agent. And luckily, and then the good thing is she had worked with that agent before. So they already had some type of, um, you know, rapport. Mm-hmm. Uh, she couldn't ask for a better, you know, better situation. Better Let impact. me tell you what,
0: when, when I get an offer that comes in and if it's boring or Worse, like incorrect. Yep. You know, the first thing I'm looking at is after I look at the down payment, I'm scrolling down to see who sent this to me. Yep. We want to know. So, Mm -hmm. a a unicorn, that experience, it's worth everything. Okay. I got to ask, I got to ask one more thing. You said still in school. Antoine, how did you get approved for a loan if you are a student? Please let us all know.
2: Oh, he teaches.
1: I'm a
0: teacher. Ah.
1: Which is pretty much the same question. How you get approved as a teacher?
0: <laughs> it's almost, it's almost, it's almost worse because yeah. I don't know how much you're going to make exactly. the next couple of years.
1: <laughs> a, a talented, smart nurse. So we're, we're working out, and she's a great saver. I mean, and I knew when we first started dating, I first started kind of uh, noticing and observing your financial habits, and I'm like, and she she's almost too frugal. So I'm like, oh this is, this is perfect. I I don't have to worry about the the horror stories of my wife can't put the credit card down or stays, you know, can't get off of Amazon because she don't like to spend money. I got to tell her to buy things for herself after the time. So I knew saving to get ready wasn't going to be a problem. I knew that, you know, making sure we had everything we needed after the purchase for whatever comes down I knew that wasn't going to be a problem if it meant us buckling down cutting back on things and saving she'd beat me to the punch i already knew it so
0: see this is why and, and you're a smart man i'm going to be a teacher i better get someone that saves money <laughs> <For real>. yeah, <laughs> so <for real. laughs> but you get but see that's a thing now you get to be happy you get right. to do what you love
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know, it, it, that's what happened. That's why I started the podcast. My wife was like, stop going after all these big sell, sell, sell. You like doing the the buying with all those people from Disneyland. Yep. And, but what is great is the the news media, I'm tuned into it too much, but the mm-hmm. news media is trying to say, these people can't buy houses anymore. I've got a nurse and a teacher in Atlanta and interest rates mean they can't buy a house, and affordability means they can't buy a house. And that's what we were
1: hearing, yep.
0: And that was at what you said at the beginning, all the people telling you, didn't you hear, you wonderful middle-class people, you're out, Yep, you're out. But ask the question,
1: Yeah.
0: ask the question, do the research, and yep. here you are. Right. Okay, so that, that's amazing. Tell me, tell me some fun stuff about living in a house for two months. Are you guys enjoying it? Or are you still looking around trying to figure out what to fix?
2: We're still trying to unpack. <laughs> <Yes>!
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so fun to have just possibilities room. I mean, we don't have to fight over parking spots. Oh, okay. um, you know, it's.
2: We play music as loud as we music. want.
1: We can, I mean, we're sitting in our living room. Watching our TV and it, we don't have to worry about, you know, being too loud for the neighbors downstairs under us. Um, just that privacy in that space. And we can host people. We can host them. We love having friends over, but we, there's nothing, nobody we could fit into our home. So now we got a dining room. and We got a big old island. It's so many. We've had family come over t- three
2: Three times, my down? dad flew in from Seattle. Surprised yeah. me. His parents came down, so that's been nice to like yep. and have a yard and
1: yeah. yeah, it's all everything. Everything we hoped for, we were able to get it in this home, and then we're still discovering things that we didn't realize we would love about being in a home. So you know, loving it. And
0: and you didn't put gigantic money down. You actually put no money down, and you can afford your mortgage on a teacher and, and nurse's salary.
1: I mean, we're one month in, so uh, let's let's not here. Let's have another interview in a year. And
0: we'll say <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, so far, so good.
1: Every yeah. Exactly.
0: You know, you know Shaley's got some money buried that you don't <laughs> even, <laughs> even know about. He's not about to let us
1: worry <laughs> about it. I will say one thing that surprised me in the in um working with Noelle she kind of taught me this. When we were doing a little bit of a back and forth bidding, we had we had the buyers based on our accommodations that we were able to offer the flexibility. Um, we were going to take care of the closing costs and mm-hmm. other things. So they, they were leaning towards us, but there were higher offers. And we we didn't want to really budge because we were we wanted to make sure that we could handle it. So I think it was about, their offer was maybe like twenty to $30,000 more. Mm-hmm. And we were like, as soon as we heard $30,000, mm-hmm. I was like, nope, scratch no, it. No, no, we're, we're, we're not doing it. And Noel made us realize that you know, tens of thousands of dollars looks huge on paper, but month to month, it's not going to be as huge of a difference that you know every month. And that's and if you can make that happen, you can live in the home you want to live in. And I, <laughs> I was skeptical. I said, "Let me make sure she knows what she's talking." Let me do my research. And sure, sure enough, I put the calculations in. I'm like, "Well, I'll be.
0: Let's let's get us a house." <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, yep. it's the the prep work that you do ahead of time to develop the trust. Um, uh, even, we know that even when when you trust us, you're still going to check our math. That's cool because we're being straight. And, mm-hmm. you know, Noelle and I, we, we, we actually were at this conference in in California in January and we were talking and she was talking about, you know, at the people that she's been working with from the podcast. And I was like, boy, I hope everyone's kicking. And we were like, yeah, we got these people going because we anticipated that things are going to start moving here in March. And they are. And by being able to understand where we think the market's going to go and break down the numbers, you know, because it would have been like, ooh, 20000 And when it's like, well, that's $63 a month. Um, because if you were trying to buy a house in your city right now, it's gonna be probably $40,000 more because the bidding wars are back. So we're glad to be able to, and I love to breaking down the the 20 grand. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was in the
1: winter too, which I, I'm assuming that's a better time to like, you know, lock in something because it's less competitive. People aren't doing as much moving. So a lot of things worked out in our favor this time, this time around.
0: There's there's I tell everybody all the time, you cannot get bummed out when you hear about somebody buying really low or selling really high. You have to realize that as long as you've got a five, seven year plan anywhere on that chart is a good time to buy your first home because you're getting rid of your rent. Right. But I'll give you a little secret. There's going to be like two bottoms of the market. One was the pandemic Yeah, And then the next one's going to be January
1: 2023.
0: Write that down. Y'all enjoy what you got. It's going to be very exciting. Thank you so much, Antoine and Shaley. This was awesome.
2: Thank you
0: for having us. Thank you. Friday the 13th, Bad Luck, Whooped by a Unicorn. Yeah, y'all, don't forget about that horn that unicorns have. They can get real nasty if they need to and whoop up on even the most evil housing purchase nightmares, even on Friday the 13th. That is a killer, killer episode. Uh, Excuse the gory pun saying killer there, but uh truly, I don't have much to say. Go back and re-listen to... That entire episode to hear what a real person said about their home buying process, avoiding the nightmares that we tend to hear about from all those loud people on the Internet. Talking to you, Stephen A. Smith. Here's some of the things they went over. Standing mentally strong against the housing market haters the pitfalls of the dreaded realtor in the family. And most importantly, Antoine and Shelly were so fearful of getting caught in a car dealership mortgage broker experience. But what they ended up discovering that with a unicorn realtor team, if you get connected from unicorn to unicorn and you get an opinion from that mortgage broker, that mortgage broker, well, someone else said it on another interview, their bread gets buttered from that realtor. Yeah, they're not a website or a call center trying to attract buyers in and just pass you off to any random realtor and hope that you close. They're not order takers that need you in your business and have no repercussions if they steer you wrong and you find out that they ended up giving you crappy service and a terrible product. The lesson there is because Antoine and Shelly got the good matchmaking from the podcast and they went to the Unicorn Realtor first, then they got crazy... Unbelievable. Well, then they ended up with something truly unreal. They got transparent, honest evaluations from a lender because that lender has the first time buyer's best interest at heart because they serve not only that buyer, but they serve the realtor who brought you to them as well. Be sure you understand that. An online lender serves one master, the bottom line, their order takers a unicorn lender who works as a full support team with the unicorn realtor, they serve not only you, but their unicorn realtor. And they're not going to get more clients from the unicorn realtor. If they're not totally honest with you. And that means you benefit with excellent service and the best rate and the best deal, even if it's not with them. Doesn't every consumer want that kind of transparent service? If it sounds too good to be true, well, that's why I started the podcast. It's a huge hack. Thousands of first-time homebuyers have discovered this, and there are about 40 interviews on the podcast so you can hear it for yourself. And with that in mind, I'm done talking. Go back and listen to this interview and listen to the other interviews. Instead of listening to someone talking to you on a microphone, go listen to real people who went through this real situation and find out how they succeeded, And if you're still skeptical, go ahead, go out there and find any other first-time homebuyer resource with this many true testimonials. This is a podcast for you guys, for the people to start the revolution. So go back, re-listen, and then get off your own booty and go to howtobuyahome.com and ask David to get your team today. You'll find out if they're not right for you, they'll let you know and you can move on. Get up and get at it. You can do this. mm